Hey, 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 world, it's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a brand and visual strategist and the host of Blog Diaries. Broke, lonely, angry, and horny, turning your mess into a beautiful, beautiful masterpiece. Happy, happy, happy Sunday, everyone. And so today I wanted to talk about a topic, but before I do that, I want to first give you the opportunity to follow me on Instagram at TamLovesToWrite39. Follow me on Twitter at TamLovesToWrite. And also follow me on Facebook, TamLovesToWrite, and my Pinterest, because it is popping. It is popping. Okay. <laughs> so, guys, I wanted to talk about a lesson I learned, and I hope that it can help someone today. I want to talk about regrets and resentment. And I want to talk about the fact that growing up, uh, many of you may not know or may know, I grew up in a household where there was a lot of addictions, drug and alcohol. Um, and for a long time, it made me not resent them, but resent my childhood. Because there was many of Christmases that missed me and my brother and my family. There was many of holidays that I didn't get an opportunity to do um, the things that normal people have. I didn't have a normal household. And so if you know someone that tells you the story of their struggles of growing up, and I'm not talking about boys in the hood grow up, you know, and you've seen the pictures of and the stories in New Jack City. Me and my brother always say that New York, New Jack City was really a part of our life, especially when we lived in Spanish Harlem. It was the Carter, you know, um, there's nothing like getting ready to go to school and walking out the door and on every floor. But we lived on the third floor. So by the time we got to the first floor, we saw somebody smoking crack. We saw somebody shooting up. We saw somebody smoking weed. We saw somebody dealing drugs. That was our life. And um, in it, in those traumas and those dramas, um, it can traumatize you. But it also can put some resentment and some regrets in your life to that you regret your past. You regret your childhood and you don't realize it, and I didn't realize it, that I was still holding on to those resentments and those regrets. Um, I grew up at 561 Gates Avenue, but my Aunt Cookie was what she considered to be a heavy drinker. My uncle was an alcoholic. Um, my uncle had, I was around it. It was all I was around day in and day out. Only time I got a break was when I was in school. But even around the school grounds, when we was outside playing, we saw people making crack deals and drug deals and seeing people getting high. So it was a part of the life that I lived. I don't know what it's like to play on green grass and not see those things. And I realized that it bothered me, especially around the holiday season and when Christmas came around because Christmas missed us. And not just the holiday of it, but just the family portion of it. It felt like Christmas wasn't real. What I asked for Santa, um, I never got, ever. I don't think ever. <laughs> I don't think ever in my childhood. So that traumatizes you because um, if you ever look at Boondocks, there's an episode that I love where uh, Huey is beating up on Santa Claus. That's your ass, Mr. Santa. <laughs> I love that episode. And the, the reason I love that episode is because that was me. If I could punch Santa in the face, I would, right? Because I didn't have that traditional Christmas. 
And so it, it bothered me. And when we did have it, I always, we were around it, but we always watched people open up gifts that were for them. When we went to people Christmas parties and things, and that was a trauma for us. Me and my brother hate Christmas. And I had to start to love it because I have children. Um, and I don't, I don't even love it now. I don't decorate. I, I did it for them, but I had no Christmas holiday. Because from the 25th to the 31st, it was such a trauma for me. It was such a trauma. It was always traumatic days. The days after Christmas, it was sadness. It, either we were moving or we were moving to a new house. And those are the things that I do not want to carry on into my 2020 um, year. And so me telling this story is that I, the people that I love, I didn't regret them. And I don't resent them. Um. But I do know that there were ill feelings because I just wanted a normal childhood. And I, if I could, I would go back and rewrite the story. And I'm being honest, I would rewrite that story um, of my childhood because it was so traumatic for me. Because uh, I was raped on New Year's Eve. So those are the two holidays that you, I, I, and I'm starting to learn how to celebrate Christmas. But I really don't. I don't, I don't F with Christmas and Stuff like that. And not because of the traditional, you know, holiday, but, but because of all the trauma that we had to endure in the days after. And watching my brother wild out. Every time my brother didn't get something for Christmas that he asked for and prayed for, um, I just watched him trip out. I mean, he was the level of bad that you'd be like, ooh, you might need, a, you might need some medication. <laughs> but it taught me a lesson. Um... That maybe all these years of me resenting that that holiday and New Year's Eve from those those several days after because we were home from school, so we really dealt in seeing seeing people using drugs on a big on a big level. I mean, because now this is the party season, and especially we lived in Spanish Harlem. I can remember, you know, there was nothing but the plastic bottles with the makeshift. Uh, aluminum ball on top with rubber bands and then a straw was burnt into the thing and that was traumatic for me because I remember that. I remember seeing people, you know, overdosing on the steps. I can remember the scent of crack. Like, it, it, it's just a scent that will never go away. And um, I remember when I started dating Lloyd and um, probably right after I was diagnosed with breast cancer, uh, for a minute, I, I just didn't, um, want to believe that he was getting high or, or, or addicted to drugs. And I remember just saying, no, not him. And then smelling that smell. And I knew it was true. Um, how it, how it brought back all those bad, bad memories and how I realized that I left him so many times because it reminded me of my childhood of dealing with people who are on drugs and knowing how hard it was to, to see them change. Um, so it doesn't stop you from loving people, right? It doesn't stop you from loving them because of their addiction, because we all know that an addiction, whether it's to drugs, to alcohol, to food, whatever it is, is because they have past traumas and dramas that they have not healed from. And... <laughs> What I guess they really don't realize is the impact on the people who are around them. When somebody is addicted to drugs or alcohol, um, 
their traumas become your traumas. Because there's a side effect to it. Right? And the side effect of it is is that you, your children, your family members are are taken from. They start to live in lack of, whether it's lack of love, lack of time, lack of your energy, or lack of your love. Um, and that's what we dealt with. Um, I think that it, if anything, it's different when your parents are broke because they're working hard. And they had to choose between rent, lights, gas, or food. It's a big difference. When that that last call is because... They made a call to give you more. And then the versus the person that says, well, I'm going to choose drugs over you. That leaves a trauma. It leaves a, it leaves a scar. And I know that people want people to heal, but I think that a lot of people have healed from the trauma and drama. They just haven't let go of the resentment and the regret. So let me say that again. A lot of people have healed from the trauma and drama of their parents or family members being drug addicts or whatever, but they haven't let go of the resentment meant and the regret of the things that they lost so the things that you lose when because believe it or not those children and those families they lose their parents number one they lose um the affection and the love and the time and energy because that parent is not the same they are totally different people when they're drinking and on drugs and to the point where it became normal for me and my brother, when we would see somebody, we would be like, and they were, and they stopped drinking. Like in the case I was explaining, that my aunt, when she stopped drinking, she wasn't as fun, and so we would be like, oh man, I wish we didn't say it to her, but I wish she would drink again because the aunt Cookie that we knew was fun. She was a lot fun. To, she was a lot more fun to deal with, right? And it can happen. We can say that we wish this person was this way because they're more funner. And they're more tolerant and they're more peaceful when they're that way. Versus sometimes we have people who are who are alcoholics and they're violent. And my uncle was violent and mean and said harsh things and wanted to fight. And he never did that to us. But that was, that was the side effect of him being an alcoholic. My uncle Hack was the same way. He was fun and he, he was jolly and laughed. And But when you grow up around it, it becomes a culture almost. That you have to learn how to say that this isn't normal and this isn't the way you should be around and this isn't how you should live. And then you go around and you have your friends and your family, your friends and co-workers or whomever you're around telling the stories of their great Christmases and of a childhood and you can't say the same stories. And I realized that was my resentment of the holiday. And the resentment of New Year's Eve because it was so traumatic for me. And I realized that I do not want to take in my 2020 resentment and regret. Because I can't change the past and I didn't write the past. And I didn't write the, 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 the childhood traumas that I went through that was caused by others. So I have to forgive it. Forgive it for me and not just my family. Because it's different when you're forgiving the family. You can forgive a family member but the, when you can't forgive the resentment, um, the trauma of the past, and you can't forgive, let go of the regrets, that's when there's an issue. So now you got to forgive that you didn't have the things that you wanted. You have to forgive um, even the fact that drugs even existed. you got to forgive that. And I realize that now because I was like, man, was there all this Christmas? I was like, man, I'm mad at Christmas right now. <laughs> 
Man, I'm mad at New Year's Eve. Damn, another New Year's Eve. Damn, another Christmas. I gotta deal with this stinking-ass holiday all over again. The meaning is dead to us. You know, because what it meant didn't give back to a lot of people who grew up in the hood. Right? Or people who grew up in households where there was a lot of trauma and drama around the holidays. That didn't mean the same for people. So we... we Number one, I, I need people not to expect the same reaction because you don't know their backstory and people don't take the time to understand it or know it. And so, just because it was yours was Christmassy and, and, and Jesus filled doesn't mean that that was the same reaction for everybody else. Real talk. Um, number two, when you know someone that is, when you're dealing around addiction, it's hard to heal from that. Because... Even when the person, there was a part in This Is Us where um, the daughter came upstairs and if you look at This Is Us and she started crying because, you know, the things that I wanted with my mom, why couldn't she do that for me? Because she was sober. Then when she, you know, when I, and I prayed for this, but now that I'm gone, she's better. That, now you got that, now you got that resentment. Right? You got that level of resentment. And that was the same thing for me. And my brother was like, she didn't do that for me. When my sister came along, my mother would do things with my sister that she didn't do with us. And there was resentment. And I know for a fact it was. Like, she didn't do that for us. She didn't go to our parent-teacher's meeting. Wait a minute. She didn't go, oh, she's showing up to plays now. Oh, she didn't do that for us. Right? That, that, that lives in you. Because we have not yet dealt with it. We have not yet dealt with the side effects of what it leaves. Because believe it or not, people who are just like, you know, I used to see um, when people use drugs and were smoking crack and stuff like that, they would leave residue. So check this out. There's residue left behind. Real, real talk. There's residue left behind. So now there's a residue that's left behind that your parent <laughs> was using drugs and they didn't do the same thing that they did for you. They didn't they didn't heal you the way they did for other people. So now that's even the issue. And the only way that I know is that it some now you're so and and two, lastly we turn our regrets over, and I kid y'all not, to hating the holiday and hating the things that even been like Christmas, uh, Christmas, um, the, the five, four, three, two, one, when that was coming off, I was being raped, so I hate that, right? But it's reality. It's my reality, and you can't be mad at that person for saying, listen, I'm, I just don't pump with these holidays, and I don't want to go to church on I don't know. No. You can't be mad at them because, you know, it was the Simpsons that I was looking at and I thought it was dope. I thought it was absolutely dope. It was one of the best episodes that the Simpsons showed where Todd lost his faith in God because he every time he saw his mother, she didn't have a faith, a face. And it was almost traumatic for him. And he said, you know, I just, I don't love God no more. Not saying that that was the, the message, but the message of it was, is that he didn't understand why 
he why it had to happen to him and why he had to lose his mommy. And it had to have something restore his faith. And for a lot of people going through traumas and dramas and things that are happening, their faith hasn't been restored. Something good has not happened in return. That's why a lot of drug addicts and alcoholics go back because they become re-traumatized by thinking, you know, once I, I lose once I lose the habit, that bad shit not gonna happen no more. And when stuff still happens while they're not being high, they usually go back to drugs. That's just real talk. And I know that for fact because I've seen it happen on numerous occasions in my own family. I'm sober now, but I'm still broke. And I'm going to school and I'm working and I'm still dealing with this mess and this drama and this trauma. I'm not I'm not smoking crack no more, but life is harder. So for some, I'm not saying for all people, but for some, that's the reasons they go back because the trauma is there and they don't know how to deal with trauma on a sober level. No matter how much they go into the AA meetings and you see it happen, that's why people relapse. So, you know, the one thing that I want for my 2020, and I hope that this will help somebody who has resentment or regret, not for people, but the, for the situation or the, or the reason they don't like Christmas or Thanksgiving or New Year's Eve or any particular holiday. Or if they stop believing in any of that or certain places or don't go to amusement parks or whatever, it's because they have not let go of the resentment of the representation of what has happened to them in that period of time. And they think, you know what, I'm not going to forgive these days in this past. I'm not going to forgive the past. I forgive the people, but I have not forgiven the past. And, and that was a lesson that I had to. So I hope that I inspire you to forgive the past. To let go of your resentment and your regret. Because I'm working on that. And every year, it is still a trauma that I'm dealing with. And it's not easy. And for anybody who says, well, you're blessed. I'm still got to let go of that childhood. Because you know what? Every time Christmas bells come around, I remember how, how horrible that day was for me. And traumas can be triggered. No matter how much, how many years it happened before, and I know psychologists say just forgive it, people don't forget the past. And stop telling people to forget the past. Uh, forgive it, yes. I believe you should forgive it. I, should, I believe that you should um, have make peace with it. But people don't forget the past. No matter how, unless you have, you know, you make a choice to forget it, but you can't forget it. It's there. It's never going away. So, guys, thank you so much for listening today. My name is Tamara Brown. I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a brand and visual strategist, and the host of Blah Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, turning my mess into turning our mess into a beautiful masterpiece. So, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Follow me on Instagram at TamLovesToWrite39. Follow me on Twitter. Sam loves to write and Facebook. Listen, guys, do me a favor. Be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Number two, support a nonprofit organization that you love uh, and that's doing great things for the community. Number three, support a local author or business. Guys, check out my books on Instagram, not Instagram, but on. Check out my books on <laughs> Amazon. Um, you can just research my name, Tamara Brown, and you'll see a list of my books. Also, check out my designs on www.tamlovestodesign.com. Visit my blog on Medium 
and it's under Tam Loves to Write Publications. Check it out, check it out, check it out. Guys, um, just as you give, I ask that you give me love and support, know that I like to return it. So if you checked out my stuff or checked out anything that I've done, guess what? I'm going to return it. Inbox me. Say, hey, I checked out your stuff and I promise to return the love. Bye-bye.